Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace. We're bringing the kingdom into business by equipping entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources and community to make kingdom impact and gain inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, and I'm Bob Lambert, the founding partner of Samurai Business Group here in Chicago, where we offer business owners and teams, sales, sales management, and business development training. Uh, we specialize in multiple industries, but we're here to put the wind back in your sales. And I'm Jennifer Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com, customized business coaching for a life and business with unshakable confidence. I help guide entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives on how to gain clarity and direction in their business. This way, they can fully step into their God-given calling, sell their products and services from the heart, and make a powerful impact in the lives they're truly called to serve. Hey, and we're thrilled to be back on. We took a little bit of a respite there during the summer to uh, refresh and revitalize, and we're back, and we're going strong coming into the fall. And I'm really excited today to introduce you to our first guest, Dr. Will Harper, he is the founder and president CEO, got a big title there to go along with Dr. Yeah. Uh, Harper Health Concierge Medicine Partners, and you're going to learn a lot about what that is today. Hey, Dr. Will, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here, Bob and Jennifer. Hey, well, listen, um, we want to get into your story a little bit and also with concierge. What does that mean, concierge medicine? What is that? Well, um, uh, primary care, that's what I do is take care of people at the front lines of, of medicine. And, uh, you know, the traditional medicine is, you know, you go to the doctor, you pay insurance, you, you know, uh, get into a waiting room with, uh, you know, 20 other people. And uh, what concierge medicine in is really an opportunity to narrow the field. So uh, instead of having 5,000 patients, you know, I only have uh, at my maximum about 300. Uh, so people pay a premium to be involved in our um, in our practice, um, and with that premium, premium you actually get uh, access to us, um, more time, and uh, you know more care. Really, that kind of sounds like you're going in the wayback machine there with what general practitioners used to be back when I was a kid. Do you make house calls too? <laughs> well, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm making one uh, this evening after uh, after our our radio show. So I do that on occasion. I have a patient who's uh, homebound and um, a retired doctor, actually, and I'm going to see him and he's not feeling so well. So I'm going to do a house call. Wow. <laughs> well, what bit. kind of patients do you serve and what geographic area do you serve as well? Well, I uh, my practice Founded here in Streeterville downtown, um, so a lot of my patients live within you know a five mile radius of this practice. But I've grown. Um, I have a, a second practice in Hinsdale that's anchored by one of my partners, uh, Megan Boston Daly, uh, who's a, a resident of Clarendon Hills, which is right around Hinsdale. And then we've opened up a third location on the North Shore. We're looking for we're kind of have a sublease space right now, but we're looking for a final landing spot on the North shore. So we've got three locations to serve pretty much the whole Chicagoland area. Wow, man. 
That is great. I, I had barely heard of this a couple of years ago, but didn't really understand, Will, until you and I had a conversation about this, how, what the advantages are to this. So what would you share with the audience that the advantage of having a concierge, a doc versus just, you know, going, like you said, to any one of the number of the clinics or someplace else? The well, first thing I'll say is not even as not all primary care doctors are created equal, not all concierge medicine doctors are created equal either. So, you know, I started the practice, I hired two partners um, and they share the same values that I have with regard to what it means to be a good primary care physician. But the advantage is really at the table stake is access to your doctor. And, you know, any concierge physician provides access um, 24 seven to your, um, to the practice. What that means for us is that they have 24 seven access to the doctor. So, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, if someone's sick, I'd rather them call me than go to the emergency room, unless it's truly an emergency, uh, but call me and that way I can work through whatever symptoms or issues that they have. Uh, what I usually tell folks is, you know, the doctor's office is only open one third of the day. So odds are something's gonna happen to you and the other two thirds. And with concierge medicine, when you call the doctor, it doesn't matter what time. With traditional medicine, you call the doctor in one of those two thirds of the time, who knows who you're gonna get. Uh, you may get a message machine, you may get the on-call doctor, um, and you, that on-call doesn't, doctor doesn't know you from Adam. So access really is, is the table stake to concierge medicine. Okay. The second piece for, I'm sorry, Jennifer. Well, I was just going to say real briefly that we want to make sure that our audience gets access to you as well. So we want to connect you with Will Harper of Harper Health. Make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword health, and we're going to get you connected to him. He's having a webinar on COVID in the flu season, and I'm sure he'll have more great content as the, the months go by. Um, and then we have um, a special gift for maybe one, two, or three of our listeners that he's going to tell you about in just a moment. Uh, well, one of the things I do want to clarify that you are a licensed medical practitioner doctor. So why don't you share your background a little bit with these folks? It's not something where you just concocted this and all of a sudden you're going right. to practice medicine. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, anybody, you know, anybody with a medical degree, an MD, um, can... Uh, get a, you have to have one year of training after you get your medical doctor degree to get a license to practice medicine. That's not a lot of training. You know, I went through three years of, of postgraduate training after medical school. You know, the training is four years of college, four years of medical, three years of training after that. And then I went through uh, what's called a board certification process where you take a, an exam, a really difficult exam to become board certified in internal medicine. And I've done that twice after I finished uh, my training. So every 10 years I go through this process of getting recertified as, as board certified internal medicine. What that means is um, we get training and, and then certification and the basics or fundamentals of cardiology or heart medicine, gastrointestinal medicine, hormone medicine. So uh, the whole body, um, the inside of you, <laughs> we. We have a board certification and all of my doctors have that board certification. But not every primary care physician has board certification, nor do they have internal medicine training. So some of the pop-up clinics that you might see could be staffed with nurse practitioners. Again, no disrespect to nurse practitioners. I'm just saying that you know our training and our expertise is, is, uh, is top shelf. So 
you know, that internal medicine means a lot. Okay. Um, and so does the board certification. So well, can you recap for us, like why would somebody go to a primary care physician? What, what kind of symptoms yeah. or preventative? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Jennifer, that's a great question. So primary care, if you think it's primary, you know, it's like, who do I call? Like, I don't know what's going on. Who do I call? And, you know, our practice really focuses on that. You know, we can address acute matters that people have, whether it is symptoms of COVID-19 or influenza, whether it's, you know, the new diagnosis of diabetes, whether it's a lump or a skin problem, those are the things that we take care of every day. Uh, we also take care of chronic illnesses. I have a patient, um, many patients who have diabetes or high blood pressure, or cholesterol, those are things that are in our strike zone. But really the hallmark of Harper Health is prevention. Um, we want to prevent bad things from happening to you. And so our process involves a lot of data gathering using modern tools, a lot of data gathering to understand who you are, um, what, your, um, what your needs are from a health perspective, and then how to design a plan of care customized to you to help you get healthy and stay healthy. That's the, the really the hallmark of Harper Health. So then can you tell us what a comprehensive physical uh, means? Because you're going to give that to some of our listeners, right? All they have to do is text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Use the keyword health. You can text us anytime, whether you're listening to this podcast um, or live on AM 1160. So what we do as part of an annual physical is, you know, what people perceive of that and what they've seen in the past is a doctor comes in says, how are you doing? Maybe reviews your health record for a couple minutes, puts a stethoscope on, runs for some blood tests and you're done. What we do lasts anywhere from two to three hours where you're gonna come in, we're gonna get a comprehensive health history, complete physical examination. Uh, we do a bedside ultrasound of your heart to look at your heart function, EKG. Um, we look at your body composition. Each suite has, uh, each of our practice locations has a DEXA scanner, which is a, a bone density machine. And that gives us a body composition, body fat percent, lean body mass, bone health, hearing. We also do a hearing screen, lab work. Um, we have a couple of tests that we've kind of put on hold because of the COVID crisis that create aerosols in the, in the blood, in the, in the air. So we've kind of put those on hold until, uh, until the COVID crisis ends um, or moves to the other side of it. So. Uh, but that includes fitness testing and metabolism testing. So it's a comprehensive look. So as part of that, you get all of the data and then we download that data to you in a one hour session where we can review the results, identify any um, new problems that may have come up in the testing, and then design, as I mentioned, a plan for getting and staying healthy. Wow. Well, you were right. That really is comprehensive. And so how can people um, find you online? So we have a, a website. Um, it's www.harper-health-health.com. That's great. I'm thrilled to hear that you got three locations going there too, Will. That is awesome. Okay, folks, you're going to want to stay tuned because we're really going to get into some nitty gritty as to how Will also incorporates his faith in his practice, which is really terrific when you start hearing about that. 
here on AM 1160, we're here every Saturday noon to one o'clock. So make sure you set your schedule to listen to this. Or as Jennifer said, we got out there on podcast too that you can download and listen to them. We're going to be right back with Dr. Will Harper. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with Dr. Will Harper, the founder, president, and CEO of Harper Health Concierge Medicine uh, Partners. And if you miss that first part, you got to listen to it because he really laid it out and explained what concierge medicine is and also what general practitioners are, as healthcare providers are. And it's pretty extensive, as we found out in the last one. But Will, I like to like to get into this segment, dig a little deeper as to how you incorporate your faith and and praise God in your business. Well, it's um, when people think about doctors, they don't often bring faith into that conversation. Um, it's often not something that's talked about a lot, and that is something that sort of frustrated me as I was uh, going through training and and early on in my practice. Um, but as I got closer to my faith, I I really um, embraced it and, and wanted to make sure that when opportunities ar- arose, I, I would bring that into conversation, not just with um, with my patients, but also with the people that I work with. Um, I was just having a conversation with one of my employees this morning, um, and it was a, a weekly meeting that we have. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the meeting, I looked her in the eye and said, well, how are you doing? Um, and, you know, that was a trigger for her because She's having a tough time, and I know that she is, uh, with stuff at home. And she said, without her faith, um, she didn't know she wouldn't know what she she would do. Um, and that uh, opportunity for her to talk about her faith uh, was something that I invited have invited her uh, to do um, uh, as part of a, a member of my my team. Uh, right. So that's it, not a requirement for anybody to work with you. It's just that no. people know where you stand and that you're a faith-based uh, healthcare, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. the, uh, one time <laughs> I think back to when I was first in practice, I'm, I'm Roman Catholic and I went to Ash Wednesday services and uh, the afternoon um, uh, came around and I still had the ashes on my forehead and a patient stopped me and said, doctor, I just want to know if, you ever have to pull the plug, will you be able to do it? <laughs> and the, the key to that story is really, I'm a, I look at each patient individually um, and each person, um, you know, if they open up the door to talk about faith and, and how their religion is a part of their experience uh, with their health, I certainly am welcome to that and I can open up that door. Um, but as a healthcare provider, I also don't want to close the door. Um, and if someone you know, is agnostic or isn't interested in that um, conversation, I certainly want to create that safe space for them as well. Okay. Well, have you ever come across a time where like the only thing that would help this person on the health level uh, is Jesus? I mean, I had a doctor tell me that he said, I can't help you anymore. Like, you know, this is deeper. <laughs> He's like, you need Jesus. I mean, he was really bold with me in saying that, um, but I appreciate it. And of course, nine months later, I went back to him and I said, guess what? <laughs> but I mean, have you ever had that where, you know, people are experiencing maybe chronic pain or something like that? And it's a deeper issue that needs to be healed on a deeper level, getting to the root. 
Well, um, I actually talked about the patient about that yesterday. Uh, she has fibromyalgia, and fibromyalgia is a chronic disease with a lot of pain. And, um, and uh, you know, this is a woman that up to about two years ago was very successful and professional in a professional environment, but it really was extremely difficult for her to continue on. And when I talked to her about it, um, I brought in the um, how much her faith can help support her in what's going, what she's going through right now. Um, as well as helping conceptualize that chronic pain, chronic issues are um, not just physical, but emotional and, and faith-based as well. So that can be a big component of how you can help yourself is if you can um, bring that into your, um, into your illness and make it part of the illness so you can process it that way. Yeah. Um, that same day yesterday, I um, saw a patient who lost her husband last year, and um, and she's really still grieving quite a bit about his loss, as am I. Uh, he was a friend of mine. Um, and so she's Roman Catholic as well, and I told her uh, that I've been praying for her, uh, which I have. And, you know, as a doctor, you don't really hear that very often that a doctor is praying for you. Um, but it was a safe place for us to talk about it. And, and uh, she knows that my father's ill and she, she uh, said, well, I'm praying for you as well. So um, it's back and forth. Um, right. Yeah. So bring Jesus into that conversation. Well, I just want to um, remind all of our listeners that you can text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. I'd encourage you to use the word keyword faith. And that is going to go directly to Bob and myself. If you need prayer, you need support, um, you have some strongholds that you're dealing with, please know that we do have resources for you uh, and we can definitely get you connected. Well, well, you, you kind of told a couple of stories there and I love your, your stories about how you inspire others in your daily work. How about your coworkers and the people that you're in practice with? How do you, uh, you, know, expire, you know, inspire them and relate to them? Obviously with the story you told us about one of your workers is having a difficult time, but how about your partners? Um, so, one of the things about my practice is, is the foundation. When I hired my two uh, partners, there's two parts to being, you know, a really good physician. One of them is, you know, learning and staying up to, to date on science and, you know, being really good about um, taking care of them on the medical side. Um, but the foundation of the practice is relationships. Um, so modeling and showing them and demonstrating to them what a true relationship with a patient means. Um, it's not just about taking care of their medical health, it's about taking care of the whole person. And that whole person isn't just their health, it's their family, it's their faith, it's their uh, relationships. Um, so as a leader, um, that's the practice that I created. Um, and being in concierge medicine, because we're a smaller panel of patients, Time is often the variable that prevents it prevents doctors from getting into those kinds of conversations, um, and I, I honestly think it's an excuse <laughs> as opposed to a reason uh, because uh, doctors aren't comfortable with those conversations or afraid to have those kinds of conversations. But this is what we do, and this is what I encourage my uh, partners to do, uh, and it's how we approach every patient as as a whole person, not just uh, some of all their illnesses. Yeah, that's great. 
Well, well, do you have uh, a testimony or a life verse or you know scripture that you go to where um, you would like to share with with our listeners? Well, you know, one of the things that um, you know my practice is modeled as as Bob mentioned. You know, it sounds like old fashioned medicine, and uh, one of the giants of medicine is William Osler. He's a physician from the Johns Hopkins University in, in Baltimore. And, um, and one of his famous quotes is, listen to the patient, he slash they are telling you the diagnosis. So listening, you know, um, truly listening, not hearing what people are saying, but listening. Um, and that's a, that's a lesson, it's a, it's a mantra, you know, the more we can listen uh, to our patients, the more we can really help them. Um, and, you know, I talked when I used to do a lot more teaching, I would talk about Patients sometimes leak, they say something that there's a, a, sub, a second level of concern that they may have. And if you're not truly listening for that, you may not hear it and really understand what the core is of the patient's concern. And other, the corollary to that is listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit's all around us and he's talking to us um, and all we have to do is listen. Um, and often that message is there. And I, I joke with my staff um, that I have this sixth sense sometimes about patients. Um, and I think that's the Holy Spirit talking to me and saying, you know, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a while, or, you know, a patient will pop into my head. And I used to ignore that. Now I, I listen and I'll reach out to that patient and say, well, I'm just like thinking of you and everything okay. And, and more times than not, the patient will say, well, you know, I've been meaning to ask you about something or I've had this problem, you know, and, and it, uh, and it's, so it's, it's uh, a listening, you know, listen to the patient or listen to the, for the Holy spirit. Um, it's there. That's a, that's a God thing, right? You got two ears and one mouth, use them in those proportions, right? <laughs> Jennifer mm -hmm. and I teach that a lot, you know, because to your point, especially when it comes to the spiritual, uh, you know, in the Holy spirit, Boy, you know, uh, it's indwelt in us, so we, we need to really pay attention to that. And, and like you, when you get those prompt things, uh, instead of ignoring them, what, you know, what do you do about that? And I think that you being proactive when you're getting a prompting, that's got to be a, a wonderful thing for your patients because you just reaching out to them has got to make them feel even more confident in you. Yeah, I was uh, just this afternoon, I was, um, you know, the name popped up into my um, text or whatever. And it's the daughter of a couple of uh, patients of mine. And she's down in Arizona. She's a teacher. So I just quick, you know, sent a text. How's your daughter doing? I just want to, you know, she's a teacher. It's got to be a, a scary time for teachers. And, and uh, so it's having that opportunity to connect with patients in that way. is just a gift to me. And I hope you feel it as a gift too. Okay. Well, we can tell that you're really passionate about uh, the people that you serve well and uh, what you do. Where can people find you again online and uh, connect with you? Yeah, so uh, we're online. Uh, the website is www.harper-health.com. Yes, and you can text us here at the studio and we'll get you connected to Will Harper as well. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword health and we have some goodies that we can send your way as well. Now you're going to want to stay tuned for this next session because we're going to teach you about a higher grind, okay? 
And I'm going to tease you with that because you're going to find out what a higher grind is all about. So make sure you stay tuned. Our next guest is coming up here shortly. And then on our last segment, we're going to have all of us on here tackling a specific kind of topic. So we'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back again here on AM 1160 Faith Marketplace, and I have the privilege and honor of introducing one of my favorite people in all the world because he keeps me well caffeinated, and that is Pete Leonard. He's the president of I Have a Bean Coffee and a great supporter to the show and to YLL and and, uh, everything else. So, Pete, welcome back, buddy. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Thanks, Bob. It's good to be back. Yeah, so I teased him a little bit about the higher grind. So why don't we tell him a little bit about, um, for those of the folks that are out there that don't know about I Have a Bean, why don't you give them a little bit of an update as to what the heck you're doing there? What's what's I Have a Bean Coffee? Okay, so we'll we'll say higher state of grind, not there just a higher, it's a higher state of grind playing off higher state of mind. There you right? go. And that was given to me by a friend of mine. So this is essentially what it is. I can do this in a real quick nutshell. Uh, I have a bean is a coffee roasting company that is made up of post-prison people who roast coffee rated in the top 1% and ship every order overnight to help put an end to bad coffee and change the way society views post-prison people. That's what we do. <laughs> I love it. What a mission that is too, buddy. And uh, you're the one that's educated me many years ago, educating me this whole thing. That got me involved in a ministry now to help formerly incarcerated get back out and get into mainstream society with jobs. And and I can't thank you enough and what you've done with folks uh, up there. Just tell a quick story, uh, you know, as to uh, employee or people that have come through there, uh, you know, maybe Lewis or something like that. And what's sure. happened for him? Yeah, no problem. So uh, I'll, I'll keep this real quick. But when we first started, I had one employee. His name was Jim. And uh, he had been in prison for nine and a half years as a as a drug dealer. And he and he had a real passion uh, for something he learned in prison, which was from an education standpoint. He learned how to work on uh, automobile engines and cars and that kind of thing. And he really found that that was motivating for him. So he wanted to get work in that industry. But coming straight out of prison, he had a hard time finding that. So he uh, he was actually our first employee, uh, and he was our coffee roasting guru. And the funny thing is, he hated coffee. He he didn't drink coffee at all. And uh, but but he was great grateful to have a, a job and loved doing the roasting. And um, he worked for us for a year. And he came to me one day and he said, Pete, um, listen, I've uh, gotten a position with uh, People's Gas Company, and I am going to be a mechanic for them. And so I, I want to give you my two weeks notice, but I'll stick around till we find somebody to replace me. I said, well, that's awesome, Jim. Well, uh, a week went by and then I, I gave a talk at Willow Creek Community Church to their prison ministry group. And in that group was a young man who had just been out of prison for four months. His name is Lewis, uh, Lewis Dooley. And when I was finished and Lewis, you know, he has got a personality that just fills a room. And he, he walked up to me and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a really poor impression of Lewis's voice, but it's something like this. Mr. Leonard, 
my name is Lewis Dooley, and I'm going to work for you. I said, okay. Um, listen, it's Saturday. Why don't you come to the roasting plant on Monday and fill out an application, and we'll see where that goes. And uh, he said, okay, I'll do that. What time do you want me there? I said, well, what time can you be there? And he said, well, 9 o'clock. I said, okay. At 8.50 on Monday morning, Lewis showed up. So 10 minutes early, which is on time in my book. Yeah, right. And right. So he showed up, filled out the application. He said, okay, when can I start working? I said, well, hold, hold on. Uh, we're going to need to go through an interview process. Thanks for coming in to fill out the application. I'd like to have you back for an interview. When can you come back? And he said, well, what's wrong with now? I said, well, now's not, not a good time. Uh, he said, okay, how about tomorrow? Okay, what time tomorrow? Nine, nine o'clock. Okay. And he was there the next day at 8.50. He showed up and he said, okay, Mr. Leonard, I'm here. Can I sit down for an interview with you? And I said, well, you're here for an interview. It's not with me. It's with Jim. You need to talk with Jim because you got to pass through Jim's test first before you get to me. So he interviewed with Jim, got a tour of the roasting room, that kind of thing. And then he said, uh, okay, I'm done. When can I start work? I said, well, you and I have to sit down and talk. So let's schedule an interview for sometime later this week. He said, okay, how about tomorrow at eight o'clock? Okay, fine. Come in tomorrow at eight o'clock. He was there at 7.50. Uh, and so I talked with him. So this is on Wednesday. Thursday, I called him up and offered him the job. Friday, he started work, which was Jim's last day. In one day, Jim taught Lewis how to roast coffee because on a machine that we invented. Now, normally it takes two years to learn how to roast coffee. You can do it in 20 minutes at I Have a Bean because that's the machine that we invented and software that we wrote. So Lewis started work uh, that Friday and he was on his own roasting coffee the following Monday. He did that for about a year, maybe a year and a half. And he came to me after that time and he said, Pete, I love you and I love this business. I still hate coffee, but um, because he also hated coffee. And his friends thought it was the funniest thing that he would come home reeking of coffee roasting smoke. Uh, so he said, listen, uh, I'm tired of being in the back room roasting by myself. I got to be with people. Um, and so uh, he said, can I, uh, can I be in sales? I said, yeah, okay, uh, l let me find a roaster to replace you and then we'll put you in sales. And, um, and he said, okay. So a couple of weeks later, I found another person who wanted to learn how to roast. I, we went through the whole same process. Lewis taught, uh, Rob how to roast. And then Lewis was in sales. Um, and, uh, and he had never been in sales before. In fact, working at, I have a bean was his first real job in his life. And when I met him, he was 35 years old Wow! because wow. he had spent, um, 15 years in prison. He had been sentenced as a 19-year-old to 100 years plus life, actually life plus 100 years in prison, because he grew up in East St. Louis. In his community, you did not get respect as a man till you'd been to prison. And well, so he has a really amazing story. He's been on the show before, you know, have yep. to, to faith marketplace. We can get you connected to him as well. We love Lewis. He's a fantastic awesome. speaker and so author. you know his story. Yes. All right. Too. And, and we just love what you're doing there, Pete. And, and 
um, the testimonies, the stories. Um, but, but I do have to ask, what if, what if somebody doesn't love coffee? How can they still support I Have a Bean? Well, there are a number of ways, and that's a great question, Jennifer. Thank you. Uh, my wife is one of those people who doesn't love coffee, and she supports I Have a Bean by buying tea. Uh, we actually have whole leaf tea, and there's another friend of mine. His name is Bob. Bob is an international tea judge, and he travels the world hand-selecting teas, and he selects our teas for us. Uh, so th that we have a brand. Our brand for that is Steep It Real. And you can get that on our website at IHaveABean.com. Uh, I don't have SteepItReal.com. I suppose I should do that. But uh, we're a coffee and tea company, and it's whole leaf tea, and it is amazing. Wow. And we also have a barista gift box that we're going to give away. We're going to raffle off to one of our listeners. Can you tell us what that is, Kate? Yep. So a barista gift box has uh, a bag of freshly roasted coffee. So the day that we give that away is the day that coffee will be roasted. We work with a local chocolatier, uh, Four Brothers Chocolates, and they infuse our coffee into their chocolate. And we've got some uh, milk chocolate bar and a dark chocolate bar that are in that box as well. And then a, uh, and I have a bean, beautiful logoed coffee mug to enjoy the coffee in. Awesome. So that's a barista's gift box. Yeah. Well, we're going to give that to one of our listeners, but all of our listeners are going to receive the three reasons your coffee is sour and how to fix it. All you have to do is text us here at the studio and you can text us anytime, whether you're listening to the podcast or live on the radio show. That number is 224-404-1988. The key word is coffee. So, so Pete, can you tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, what we can do to improve the taste of the coffee that people do brew at home? Sure. Uh, there are actually you know, four killers of fresh coffee. Okay. Uh, four killers. There's four killers. They are um, light, heat, moisture, and uh, refrigeration, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow, so refrigeration? Always, yeah, refrigeration. I'm not kidding. So first Wait, of all, maybe that's why I like the coffee then that is in my, my fridge. Cause I don't what? like, I don't, I can't do coffee. I do. I do want to, but I just can't. It makes me too jittery. So I'm going to get tea from <laughs> oh, you. It makes you jittery. Yeah. Okay. Tea is probably a better option for you. Yeah. Uh, so coffee is actually best and it's most comfortable in the same place you're comfortable. So if you're comfortable in the refrigerator, then go ahead and put it in there. But if that's too cold for you, don't put coffee in the fridge. Why, you may ask. Because when you pull that bag of coffee out of the fridge and open the bag, the beans are cold. What happens? Cold things, moisture condense on cold things. Remember the one of the killers of fresh coffee is moisture? Yeah, that's why you don't want to put it in the fridge. You pull it out, <laughs> open it up, and it makes it go stale faster. It's not a raw product. It's not, you know... Um, uh, vegetables or meat or something like that that needs refrigeration, just keep it on the counter, uh, in a cupboard, in the bag that we shipped it in. You're going to be good to go. Wow. Well, that's great. I'm sure that there's a lot more um, that you have to share with us, Pete. And so where can people find you online again? Yep. www.ihaveabean.com. We have a YouTube channel. It's Bean Dreamer as well. 
That's Bean Dreamer. And uh, definitely look him up online and connect with us at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword coffee. And also we want to hear from you if you have a guest that you want us to interview or just give us some feedback on how we're doing. And you can check out our new website coming soon, faithmarketplace.com. We'll be right back and we're going to round table with Will and Pete and Bob and myself. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our roundtable segment, and uh, we have with us joining again is Dr. Will Harper, a president founder of Harper Health Concierge Medicine Partners, and a reoccurring uh, guest for us is Pete Leonard of I Have a Bean Coffee, Jennifer and I. And that's how really are you incorporating, you know, faith in the business, because that's a big topic and oftentimes one of a lot of fear and trepidation. But Pete, why don't we, why don't we go with you as far as how is, how do you tie this, these two things in? Yep. That's a good question, Bob. So there's, there's a couple of uh, scriptures that come to mind and really were foundational in even why we formed this business. Uh, one is you know the greatest commandment love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself each of us has a different neighbor that god puts in front of us uh, to show his love to and in my case for the last 12 years it's been post-prison people so that and it is how we who we're serving which is well really coffee lovers but post-prison people by offering them employment. It is showing God's love to them because they are his creatures as well. Just because they've been to prison doesn't mean they have any less value to God. So that's one. The other is another scripture, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for man. So we choose coffee rated in the top 1% of all the coffee in the world. That's why we do that. Because it is the kind of the simple way I think about this. If Jesus were to walk through the door and say, hey, can I have a cup of coffee? Uh, you know, what am I going to serve him? I, I, I don't want to look at all of my coffee and say, well, not, not, not that one. Uh, not, no, not that one. Uh, let's, do the, no, let's go down the street to the, to the other uh, coffee shop. I, I can't have that. So that's, that's how uh, we look at it. Yeah. Do customers know that that's your mission? Do people know that you're, that's your mission? You know, it's really interesting. I mean, with the name of I Have a Bean, sounds just like I Have a Dream. You know, it, people, people know there's something there, but they can't always make that connection. And I'm amazed at the number of people that come back after a couple of years of being a customer and said, you know what? I was I was reading the about us uh, section on your website. I had no idea that you were hiring post prison people. That is so cool. Um, when it's not hidden at all. I mean, it's everywhere. Watch any video on Facebook that we do every single morning. That's what we talk about. Uh, okay. That and high quality coffee. So yeah, people people buy our coffee really for two reasons. It's high quality. They've not had anything better than this ever and or our social mission. They hear about one or the other first, and that's what makes them try us. Right. 
Well, thank you for being so bold about that, Pete, and sharing. And I know everybody comes at this a little bit of a different way when they're talking about their faith and their work and how they're putting God first in their business. So, Will, do you have another perspective on this? Yes and no. I mean, I think I would just back up what he just said, you know, the idea of quality and mission, you know, uh, the quality of care that you get from us um, is second to none, just like the coffee. I'd like to say we're top 1% too, in terms of the quality. <laughs> there you go. Higher and, and the quality of care we provide. And the second piece is our mission. Our mission is to care for the whole person. I love how Pete talks about the post-prison population. That's that term just embraces who this person is. is a, it's like they aren't an ex-con, you know, that's what everybody refers them to. So it's embracing that as the whole person. And so, and the other thing um, that I'll sort of support with regard to pizza statements is the idea of love. Um, you think about love in a doctor context, you know, I honestly can say I love my patients. Uh, I know them, I know their family, I know, you know, who they are, um, you know, mind, body, and soul. And so I can honestly say that I love my patients and I, I really want to, you know, bring that love, you know, to them. And, uh, and that's really God's love that I'm giving them. And, uh, and so God put me on this earth to care for patients. That's what I believe. Um, and I'm now fulfilling his mission in this model of care that allows me to spend the time and, and really get to know them in a way that the traditional care uh, doesn't. Awesome. What about you, Bob? Who are you called to serve? Well, uh, you know, interestingly, we, we talked a little bit about this uh, offline, but, you know, it's, it's interesting the people that are drawn to my business. As I've done analysis of having this business for over 20 years, uh, it was kind of an interesting thing that really popped out of me that it's nothing intentional or whatever, but uh, a large portion of the clients that we work with are believers. Uh, and it's just God providing it. I mean, we don't go out there and seek that. We don't really have, you know, something that's really proactive. A lot of people obviously know that uh, that I'm a Christian, know that you're a Christian. But the fact of the matter is, is that God has really provided people just this past week uh, through a relationship with a client that I've had for a number of years, referred me on to a um, uh, person, you know, of them that's that's a person of faith. But the whole conversation was around the fact that what we provide to people basically is, uh, you know, honor, you know, service, honor, and commitment are the big three cornerstones. And when you think about that, what we're we called to do as Christians, we're called to serve, right? And we're called to be honorable when we do that, and that we're committed to those people that we're serving. I, I remember a Teddy Roosevelt quote, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think that is really profound today because I think that's the number one unmet lead is people need to, you know, be understood. And that's another thing that we try to do is seek first to understand before being understood. So Jennifer, and I know you have a very loving way that you approach your clients on this thing too, and, and how you incorporate. Yeah. And it's not even just the clients, but people that I'm called to serve in that exact moment, right? Whether they move forward with me or not, I still point them to resources. Um, but I'm unapologetic in my testimony, right? I'm not going to talk about the universe. I'm going to talk about God, even if I'm speaking to someone who's heavy into the new age community. Um, I let them show up as they are, and I show up as I am as well. Um, but a lot of the people that I've been called to serve um, do have some deeper things, a lot of strongholds, or we refer to as spiritual warfare, spiritual attack going on. No, we don't blame everything on the adversary. Um, but this is a real thing. And so some of the people that I work with have past traumas, they have addictions, they have things that were done to them, things that were 
they did to others. And this very much ties into their business. It very much affects it. And so um, I am equipped to do that and also work with several ministries on deliverance ministries, if it makes sense for them, et cetera. Um, but yeah, who would have thought talking about, you know, sales and spirits would actually go together. And, you know, sometimes that can turn people off and it can scare them away. Um, but the, the lives that are transformed, the deeper relationship that people develop with Jesus or come to know him, it's totally worth it. And so I want to encourage all of our listeners to share their testimony. We have many of them, right? Um, and so to, to be bold and share that, but in a loving way with truth, of course, again, loving, not necessarily condemning, right? Yeah, I, I echo that. Pete, bring us home. What, what, any other further thoughts there with your mission? I mean, you've been at this a long time. I have. Uh, I'll just say this. There are lots of ways to serve God in business. You don't have to be a business owner. You don't have to own a Christian company. Whatever God has called you to do, that's a holy calling. Go do it to the best of your ability. You know, it, God gives us a talent to do. That's his gift to us. Right. When we turn that into skill and do something with it, that's our gift back to God. Absolutely. And to glorify him. So we want to make sure that we connect to all of our listeners with you, Pete, with you, Will, and here at the radio show. Text us at 224-404-1988. Include the keyword coffee or health or faith. And if you don't remember any of those keywords, send us an emoji. It's fine. We'll get you connected here. So uh, make sure that you stay tuned and we would love to hear from you. And also get out there and look at our website, faithmarketplace.com. We've got all the podcasts out there for years past. Uh, some really neat stuff that we're going to be rolling out here shortly. So we would encourage you to get out there and look at that. And then join us next week here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life at Faith Marketplace at noon to one o'clock. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.